This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. In here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into all sports talk on this beautiful, sunny, hot July afternoon. The old pro with me today, Dick Palmer, uh, to spout off all the wisdom that he's got, which might take two or three minutes, right, Dick? About yeah, about thirty <laughs> seconds worth. <laughs> Well, we got to get the uh, got the cursory question to get out of the way, Dick. What do you think about all this uh, COVID nineteen stuff? Is, is it keeping you at bay? I think it's very serious, and uh, I'm I'm just trying to follow the guidelines that the people that know more about it than I do are telling me, and and. Uh, so far, so good, but uh, it's not much of a lifestyle. <laughs> well, you've been around sports all your life, and yeah, and somebody's calling my cell phone, and I need to turn that off. There you go. They call don't call it the old pro for nothing. You've been around a, f- a few years, Dick. Did you ever think that you would see anything like this happen? As no. far as no, I don't know. I don't know. Life concern and sports concern. Yeah, I don't know how anybody could anticipate something like this. Uh, and it, you know, it kind of started kind of innocently, and we—I think most people just kind of waved it off and said, "Well, well that's it, not going to be." March thirteenth, my my son's birthday is March the twelfth. My birthday is March fourteenth, so it's very easy for me to remember when all this came down. But March thirteenth is when the SEC tournament backed down because. At the top, it began to work its way down. The NBA called its season off, and from there, it just kind of all rifled itself down the down the line. And yeah, March the twelfth. Within twenty four in, hours, it we went from here to zero. Yeah, I was, March the twelfth. I was in Frisco, Texas, getting ready to go on the air and call a a Conference USA quarterfinal tournament game. And five minutes before we were to take the air, we got the the word that the tournament had been canceled so yeah. well we're going to try our best to put some sports talk into this thing because i think most people if they want to talk COVID 19 they can do that a lot of ways but that said there's no way to talk sports right now because without mentioning that because it, it's got to be if they do this and if they do that and, and I, i'll say this it's quell it's, it's kind of held my enthusiasm back for anything that's going on even major league baseball which i can normally get excited about i'm still interested in, in tomorrow's is supposed to be opening day hopefully it'll happen that way uh certainly high school football we spend very little time talking about the football teams itself because right now they don't know when and if they're going to play uh and college football same thing the, the news this past week dick is that um, a couple conferences have already gone to all conference play and i think it's just a matter of time before other conferences do that hopefully they can get eight to ten games in that's what they're hoping for and and uh but it it affects that, and of course NFL. Who knows? Yes, uh, and and back to your first point when uh, when we're talking sports these days, it starts and ends with the virus. And uh, if we play, and and, yeah. and and if we can, we go watch it. If we can, yeah. can't play, right? And with Major League Baseball, Dick, I, my guess is I don't know this for sure. My guess is they'll start games since there's not audiences they have to cater to. They'll start games at ten o'clock in the morning. Maybe play a ten o'clock, one o'clock, a four o'clock, a seven o'clock, and a ten o'clock game just just to make it a, a national skeptical. skeptical. Uh, that, yeah, they may do that. I don't know. Uh, now, I think they're not supposed to start the season until next week. Correct. Because the Braves have two exhibition games scheduled. Uh, I think Tuesday and Thursday next week, and they open the season Friday in New York. Uh, 
I watched a little bit. They televised a little bit of their intra-squad game a couple of nights ago with no play-by-play sure. and only two cameras, I think. But uh, at least it was some, some live baseball. I didn't have to watch a rerun from last well, year. The Reds opened with the Tigers at at home on Thursday. Sunny Gray. And they're going to play they're going to play the Tigers Monday and Tuesday in warm-up games and then Tigers will hang around and so forth. So um it'll be interesting to see what happens with that for sure. I I hope it comes off and I'm, I'm anxious to see that take place. So uh anyway, let's go ahead and take our first break when we come back. Let's we'll delve into Baseball, Middle Tennessee football for sure. Middle Tennessee women's basketball schedule came out this week. I'm interested to talk to you about that. Lots more, 893-1450 if you'd like to call us on All Sports Talk. At Ascension St. Thomas, the care you need is available today. Whether you've had to put off routine visits or health screenings, delayed a surgery or specialty care, our caregivers are prepared for your arrival. We will maintain strict precautions for your safety in our care, such as rigorous cleaning, distancing, and protective equipment. We're open for appointment scheduling for your urgent and ongoing care needs. Schedule now and ask about virtual visits. GetSTHealthCare.com. This is Peter Demas, and I invite your family to come and join our family back at Demas's Restaurants. One of the things that we have always done is we've been very careful with the way that we sanitize our tables. We have mandatory hand washing stations. Our employees are required to wear masks. We are just overall just being very careful with everything that we are doing and the way we handle food, the way we handle plates to ensure everybody's safety as they return and start enjoying the dining room experience again. Demas's Restaurants on Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hello there, this is Lenny Farmer once again for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Moms and dads, I have something you need to know about your kids. They won't bring up the issue of funeral plans because they feel it will make you uncomfortable and consider it your business. Although they might hope you would take care of these sensitive issues on their behalf, they'll leave that up to you. So, what do you say? Can we talk? Call me at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. The MTSU webinar Moving Forward is today, and WGNS will have the re-airing of it at 6 p.m. tonight. Chip Walters has details on what we'll hear. Moving Forward While Looking Back is a conversation with Blue Raider legends. It'll feature six Middle Tennessee greats from different sports and different eras of Blue Raider athletics. I'll be honored to serve as the moderator. The panel for this webinar will include, uh, from baseball, Bryce Brentz and Clay Snellgrove. From women's basketball, Alicia Clark and Heather Prater-Warren. From football, Kendall Newson. And from golf, Mike Harmon. All six of these individuals had a great impact on their sport and the landscape of Blue Raider athletics during their respective eras. Tune in tonight at 6 o'clock on WGNS for this special Blue Raider programming. I'm Brian Barrett. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Dick Palmer, the old pro, joins me today on All Sports Talk off air. We were asking a question about high school football. What do we know about that? And right now, we know very little. What we know that's in in the works, at least for now, is August 29th is the last, excuse me, August 30th is the earliest Football and girls' soccer can officially practice in the contact sport mode. Right. The TSSAA has petitioned the governor's office to get the same exemption from that rule as the Tennessee Titans have, Middle Tennessee, University of Tennessee has, so forth. It's been nearly two weeks since that announcement came out that they had petitioned that, and we still don't have a word on that. I don't know if that's good news or bad news. What would you guess? I'd say no news is probably good news. Uh, I look back on my on my calendar from last year, and uh, 
at this time last year, I think I think uh, high school soccer was already practicing, of course, and I think we're already playing some practice games. And of course, high school football was was uh, was practicing, getting ready for the season. So the very first of August is is usually when uh, some of these sports get underway, even before the school year is. Well, they'll be start. working out ahead of time. As far, the official practice day. If we go back to the regular schedule, first official practice day is, is a week from Monday. Okay. So if everything is re- referred back to that, TWSW schedule goes back to that, then uh, 12 days from today is when those teams could practice. Now, right now, Rutherford County schools are under a, a stricter uh, set of guidelines than that. Uh, obviously, for our, our teams in 12 days to play, if TWSWA schedule goes into effect and get, the, get that exemption from the governor, uh, some things would have to happen in Rutherford County to make that happen because as, as of today, the guidelines would not allow that contact sports to take and place. I, and I'm, if I'm not mistaken, uh, isn't the first day of school scheduled to be August the 10th? First day of school has been backed up a few days from what it originally was. And I think the city schools have have changed their uh, opening date to coordinate with the county schools. Uh, Yeah, everybody be on the same schedule. And I think that's a good move. I I do think students were scheduled to come in sometime in that first week of August third, I believe it was, and they backed that up, and they won't come in until the tenth. I think you're right Right. about that. So uh, we'll just have to see. Right now, we're in a holding pattern until TWSWA makes their announcement, and then from that point in time. The Bill Spurlocks of the world, the directors of schools for their specific school district can make their thoughts as to whether we can or we cannot participate in that at that level. Boy, are they earning their paychecks. They now. are. It's <laughs> it, 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 very unfortunate that uh, any family, any student, any teacher, any school administrator, any school board member, any whatever, whatever you want to do, has to be in a situation where you make decisions where you know there is no real good answer to it. The, the one that the, the public that I talk to, most of us don't know what the right answer is. Uh, some people, I think, think they know what the answer is, and, that, and that's okay. But uh, the, the idea of, of getting a consensus that works well, I think we have 49,000 students in Rutherford County. Nick, 10% of that is 4,900 parents. You know, ten percent of people not, not going to agree with whatever they do, right? No. <laughs> That's a bunch. Yeah. So uh, it is that way. Uh, but high school football, soccer, we'll just have to see. We've got golf practice officially started Monday, and their first play date is actually twelve days from today. And so some things are going to have to shake loose for that to, to be able to even take place. You know, uh, speaking of golf, I think golf was the first uh, professional sport in our country mm-hmm. to to resume play uh, but without spectators now, i know they've been playing soccer overseas for for weeks and weeks and weeks uh, and i don't know if they have fans in the stands over there or not but uh, uh i've enjoyed watching the pro golf tournaments even without the without the spectators on hand which the question has to come up then at that point in time if we have high school football whenever it starts either on time or delayed for three weeks or four weeks. Like are we going to have expecting. fans? <laughs> are we going to have fans? And at what level are you going to have fans? And, again, yeah. talking about earning your money, uh, school administrators are going to earn their money if they get into a situation where you can only have 25% in the stadium and you got a social distance in there and so forth. It's going to be tough. You have no response, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that said, I, I, wish we could, I wish we knew more about high school football now, but without having spring practice – without having the workouts they normally do. By now, Dick, they typically would have had their seven-on-seven leagues. Right. You get some feedback on that. You have some idea of what players are coming back. Right now, it's just hard to say. In most years, it's just easiest to say, well, whoever won last year big, Oakland, Blackman, for example, is likely to be the ones next year. And I think that's what you'll probably go to. But I'm going to say when they play, let's go be optimistic about that. When they play, we're going to see a surprise team or two jump up and, and do some things up or down that we don't normally expect. Yeah, it's going to be that way not only in, in high school football, but but in other sports as well. Major League Baseball, you're going to have some surprise teams that uh, that nobody would would guess uh, would be in the mix because of the short season. Well, it, it, it is. I mean, 60 games is 
a lot of games, Dick. For most most leagues, that's almost the full season. In baseball, that's uh, not even a third. Well, it's barely a, little more it is a little third, more than a third yeah. of the season yep. to go. And you've had very shortened training camps. Pitchers typically come out of spring training expecting to pitch only, what, uh, 80, 90 pitches, which is five to six innings. Right. And I think that's what you're going to see again. Because that's exp- the rosters have been expanded, and you're likely to see not just a four-man rotation or a five-man rotation, you very well may see a six-man starting rotation. And one of those spots may be filled by just simply plugging in pitchers for two or three innings at a time. Somebody last year did that. They started, instead of having the relievers come in at the end, they started their relief pitchers at the beginning of the thing. Yeah, that was Tampa Bay who did that, and you're going to see more of that uh, because I'm sure the uh, the top-line pitchers, when the, when the real season starts here in a week or ten days, are going to have a uh, pitch, pitch count limit. And they're not going to be allowed to throw more than X number of pitchers. So they're going to have to have a lot of a lot of arms in the bullpen. It shall be very interesting. The, the, the thing is, they're they're holding their spring training, if you want to call it that, in their regular baseball stadium, the, yep. the Reds in, in the Great American Ballpark, and so forth and so on. So that's a bit unusual as well. Calling it summer camp. All right, uh, Bob Richardson, my good buddy, gave me a call right before I came in the station. He had no idea that I was on the radio today, so I, so I answered well, the phone and said, "Bob, he should be keeping up with with this." Bob, I've got to be quick. And he yeah. said, "Well, I I need to tell you something." He said, "What were you doing fifty years ago yesterday?" And I'll ask you the same question: fifty fifty years ago yesterday, do you have any idea what you were doing? On uh, on July the fourteenth, nineteen seventy of nineteen seventy. Yes, I'll I take was a shot at it. Not not the exact day, but I was close to uh, to taking a job with the ABA Memphis Pros to do their radio broadcast. Well, Bob nor I would neither one know the answer to that question. So let, let's take it. This is something that you will know once I tell it to you. It deals with Major League Baseball. With that hint in mind. No, I do not know. Does the name Ray Fossey come to mind? Yes. Does the name Ray Pete Rose Fossey come to Pete mind? Pete Rose, the collision. The collision at home, home plate, plate. Yep. 1970, where Pete Rose came in and steamrolled. There's an unwritten rule in all-star games, I think, Dick, isn't it there? Was. That you, don't, you don't do those kinds of things. Right. Pete doesn't read. He doesn't read unwritten rules. And I guess he doesn't read written rules like don't gamble on baseball either. He shortened Ray Foss's career, didn't he? He did, yeah. It separated the shoulder for him for sure. Yeah. Uh, there's no way to know for sure how long that might have kept uh, kept Fossey in the major leagues. He had not had that situation. You just don't know that. But, uh, yeah, and, and uh, Pete scored the winning run for the National League by taking out the Indians catcher uh, in a collision. Most people that are listening, Dick, will probably the older folks like us at least, will have the image in their mind. You, you, I'm sure you, you can mentally see it right now. Oh, yeah. In your head. Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, 50 years ago, Major League Baseball was at the All-Star break. Yeah, I think uh, I think the All-Star game would have been scheduled sometime last week or the early this week. Something like that, yeah, yeah. sure. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have been far away from that. I think Atlanta's supposed to host it next year, Tim, as far as I – in their, you know, in their fairly new ballpark down there. I'm trying to think. The Dodgers were supposed to host it this year, I, I think. I think that's right, yeah. And I believe they – put the next year not the year after next back at dodger stadium to kind of make that up a little bit right are you excited about major league baseball let me yes, ask you that i am yeah i am i'm ready to roll <laughs> how how are the braves do uh the braves are going to be fine uh they've, they've got good young pitchers good young hitters they picked up puig yesterday as a free agent good riddance you're not a Puig fan. Not he a Puig played fan. for your team last year. He played for the year. team last year, and they traded him yeah. about July, about this time of the year. So, turned him loose. Yeah, he, he, he's he got some pop in his bat for sure. Uh, lost a very good player, though. Nick Markakakis has decided to sit out the year. Yes, and, he's going to sit he's out. Maybe the best hitter the Braves had. He's going to sit out, and that's why they signed Puig, I think. To yeah. Fill that void. Freddie Freeman is still not in camp. He's He was – Ill. I, I don't think he's tested positive or anything, but he's he's been sick. Got to get him well. While we're on the subject of baseball, let's talk just briefly about Middle Tennessee baseball and all other baseball. First of all, a lot of schools, I say a lot, several at least, have announced that they have done away with baseball teams because of the financial concerns that, that are happening. Middle Tennessee is is not one of those schools at all. Nope. And to the, to the contrary, Dick, they've 
schools have been allowed to keep last year's uh, players. players that didn't play, and they got that extra year of uh, eligibility to play, plus the kids that they signed, there shouldn't be a shortage of players, I wouldn't think. No, major uh, college baseball is going to have a plethora of players. And uh, I think that the, the junior college ranks are going to be full also because some players who, who might have been on a, on a uh, Division I or, or, or D2 team or something not going to have any spots there, and, and they're going to go to the junior colleges. So there are going to be plenty of, plenty of players. Speaking of JUCOs, did you, have you heard that junior college football at the, at the college level is not going to play this fall? No, I did not hear that. They're going to play in the spring. So they're scheduled to spring play in the spring. Football. Spring football okay. for yeah. JUCOs. So uh, I assume that that's all the JUCOs that, that play. We don't have anything in Tennessee that does that, but Mississippi is full of them. California has a bunch of them. Kansas, I believe, has several. Mississippi has a, has a strong junior college football program. So, um, yeah, I, I heard that yesterday. All right, we need to take a break. We, our pr- producer has stepped out for a second, so I guess we'll just talk until he shows back up. You know, up I heard or, the, or, the promo for the uh, 6 o'clock show tonight. Yeah. Uh, Chip with, I think this was a uh, television production uh, that Chip uh, moderated with several former Blue Raider Athletes, and it's going to be replayed tonight at six on radio, right after our show. Yeah, he so. went through the lineup of players and, oh, and what great, a great lineup. What, what a chip on his report. What an awesome group of kids that you. Yeah, he'll say, probably uh, tell um, us about it on his. Report. I say kids. I, I guess Alicia Clark and Bryce Brent are no longer young, kids. Young but, men and women. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be interesting to see. All right, we take our break. Chip Walters will come back with the Blue Raider Insider Report, and I'm guessing he'll mention that again there at that point in time. Hang with us. When news breaks, when traffic's horrendous, when the weather's bad. Be the first to get the news, traffic, and weather you want with a text alert from News Radio WGNS. Free text alert. Sign up online at WGNSradio.com. Good afternoon. It's pretty busy right now. 231 right over Interstate 24. A lot of that traffic's headed out towards uh, Shelbyville. Traffic's just typical out here. Sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. It's crowded, this, of course, this time of day on 840 coming back over from Williamson County. Hey, for that perfect getaway just outside Gatlinburg, check out Cosby Creek Cabins. Log on to their website, CosbyCreekCabins.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. You can only get that on the Wake Up Crew, right? Yes. <laughs> no one else is talking about it at all. <laughs> Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shop. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. At State Farm, when home and auto works as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. 
All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. The all knowing, the all seeing, the uh, guru himself, Chip Walters, is going to give us some words of wisdom right here on All Sports Talk, the Blue Raider Insider Report. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and a very special day in Blue Raider Athletics today. Earlier on uh, the webinar today at noon, uh, under the guise of having a roundtable discussion with former Blue Raider athletes, it was revealed that those six were the class of 2020 for the Blue Raider Hall of Fame. They include Heather Prater-Warren of women's basketball, Alicia Clark of women's basketball, Bryce Brents and Clay Snellgrove of Blue Raider baseball, Kendall Newson of Blue Raider football, and Mike Harmon uh, from Blue Raider golf. To give you a little bit uh, of background on each of those, uh, we'll start with ladies first. Heather Prater-Warren, one of the OVC's best all-around players during her career from 1992 to 96. She is still the all-time career assist leader uh, with 605 uh, during her four years. She is one of 31 players in the 1,000-point club, and uh, she also led the nation in three-point field goal percentage uh, at 51% uh, during her senior year uh, here at Middle. She uh, is from Wayne County and is now living back in Wayne County. Alicia Clark may be the best of all time. At least she is certainly in the argument. She dominated the national landscape in her two seasons. She led the nation in scoring in both 2000 and 2010. She owns the top six single-game scoring marks in program history with six games of 44 or more points, including a school record 50, which came in the finals of the 2010 Sunbelt Championship. She is a first ballot Hall of Famer and is still playing pro ball both in France, but uh, with the Seattle Storm of the WNBA, and she uh, joined us from uh, being in the WNBA bubble down in Bradenton, Florida. From baseball, Bryce Brents had the best season that any college baseball player ever had in 2009 and helped lead the Raiders to a number two seed in the NCAA Regional at Louisville. He uh, is the all-time Blue Raider home run leader with 61 and ranks in the top three of seven different career categories, including batting average, RBIs, and runs scored. He is also number one in seven single-season categories, and uh, he was uh, one of the all-time greats in Blue Raider history. Clay Snellgrove, a model of consistency upon the completion of his career. Clay not only was one of the best shortstops ever at middle, but he was at the time the all-time career hits leader with 269 and also ranked first on the career list for doubles, singles, games played, and at-bats. And 23 years after the completion of his career, he still is in the top five in all of those categories. Next up, Kendall Newson. He was the go-to receiver in Middle Tennessee's first two winning seasons in the FBS era. Kendall helped ignite the Blue Raider high-octane offense as Middle Tennessee transitioned from Division 1A to Division 1AA to 1A in 1999. And Mike Harmon, who is the only Blue Raider golfer to hold a PGA Tour card on a, on a full-time basis, earning that card back in 1980. He just retired as the director of golf at Secession Golf Club after 33 years in South Carolina. So congratulations to the class of 2020, Heather Prater-Warren, Clay Snellgrove, Mike Harmon, Bryce Brents, Alicia Clark, and Kendall Newson. That's your update for today, and what a great headline it is to introduce you to the 2020 Blue Raider Hall of Fame class. We'll have another update for you coming tomorrow. Dick, I said going into this thing that that was quite a list of players. I didn't. I did not realize that that was going to be the Hall of Fame group, but Every one of those people. No, did I. And top looking, of the list, people. Right. I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing this uh, special show at 6 o'clock uh, as soon as we go off. Well, as we mentioned there, probably, arguably, the best women's basketball player in Middle Tennessee, Alicia Clark, and the best baseball player ever at Middle Tennessee, Bryce Brent. Like I say, arguably, because you can make a case for lots yeah. of other people for sure. A lot of sure. great players. A lot of great players for yeah. sure. But certainly right there at the top of the list. And then you go – Heather Prater, as we know her, has a last name that I don't recall, but Heather, 
I remember her leading the nation in three-point shooting uh, at over 50%. Dick, there's a lot of people, a lot of players, active players right now that couldn't shoot 50% in the gymnasium all by themselves. No, it, uh, that's almost unheard of. It in, is. Uh, in this, these basketball days. So. Heather Prater, I remember watching her play. She's a great player. Craig Snell go, of course, uh, in baseball, no slouch himself, as was mentioned through there. And, and then the only Blue Raider to ever hold a full-time – PGA card. That's that's pretty hefty stuff too. Speaking of Clay uh, Snellgrove, he's also an author and he's written a couple of books. I picked up one of them a week or so ago. I haven't read it yet, but uh, but I'm getting ready to. And uh, uh, as you might well imagine, it's a baseball book. <laughs> and Kendall Newson, wide receiver from Middle Tennessee in the early 2000s. Yes. And it, it is Newson with Newsom, an N. Right. And that's it. it it took a while for me to figure out that they weren't mispronouncing the name. That would have been you back in those days, I guess. I guess it would. <laughs> I've mispronounced a lot. <laughs> but I don't know that I've ever heard the, anybody else named Newson. That M is normally at the name end of that thing. He, he for a lot of years, uh, has been on the uh, Pro Bass Tour. I think he's just recently retired from that, I heard. But uh, uh, so he was, a, he was a professional bass fisherman for a long time. Wouldn't that be the West County era as far as quarterbacking is concerned? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, Pretty I think, close. I think it goes back a little bit more, a little bit more than that maybe. We'll have to ask Wesley. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, get some more All Sports Talk right after this. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. These are unprecedented times we're going through. All of us in any kind of business are taking precautions. I'm here today to tell you that we're still doing business, and I'm subscribing to the best practices about personal interaction. Technology is our ally, from virtual home tours to digital document movement and signing. My website is my digital hub at choosechip.net. Homes are still being bought and sold, and I'm here to do that in a safe, responsible manner and to be your trusted advisor in real estate. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. All Sports Talk rambles on. We're rambling today. We ramble on for sure. Uh, we've just got. Uh, Word that tomorrow on the Best of Truman show in the morning that uh, one of our old buddies is going to be on, John Stanford, along with Jimmy C. Newman, a uh, country, country music artist that lived in Rutherford County for a long, long time. They, and you talk about some Cajun talk, that, that's, what, that's what's going to happen tomorrow morning. There's going to be some Cajun talk, then you want to be sure and, and, and catch that at 9 o'clock in the morning. I had the, uh, I had the uh, wonderful opportunity to being a, an automobile with uh, Coach Stanford on a drive back from Lafayette, Louisiana, to Murfreesboro, and that's a long drive. Yes. And he told Cajun stories from the time we <laughs> left till the time Did, uh, we arrived. Being in Lafayette kind of rekindled the, the spirit in him, I guess. It took us out. He knew a place somewhere out in the boonies that you could get some some uh, some real good uh, Cajun fair you know we took us out there and and uh crawfish you well know, you know in all honesty we have boonies here but i'm guessing louisiana with all of his swampland and so forth really has some boonies that we don't even oh, think about <laughs> it was really out there but it was a booming place once we got there all right dick let's talk a little bit about middle tennessee football again my, my spirit is not still there because i'm not real confident I'm going to get to go see football, whether they'll play it or not. I was really looking forward to the trip to Duke. I've been on Duke's campus one time and looking forward to go back, and I guess I can still go back anytime I choose, choose to, but I'd rather go with the football game as being played. But 
it's very unlikely that that's going to happen. And then I hate the fact that Middle's going to lose that game at home against Virginia Tech, it appears. Yeah, if the ACC does what the uh, Big Ten and the Big 12, or the Pac-12 have done, uh, then those two games would be would fall off the schedule. Uh, and uh, we've, we've got two other non-conference games, but you just never know. Looking at it, two of the first three games are against ACC opponents, one at Duke and the other at home against Virginia Tech, and that was going to be a that was going to be a big. Uh, a big gate for Middle Tennessee with, with Virginia Tech coming in. And, uh, of course, a, a good payday going to Duke. Well, Middle very well very well may be forced to go to an all-conference schedule themselves. The Conference USA has not announced that yet. They're, they're, they're waiting for all the shoes to fall up upstairs. But right. if all the biggies go to non-conference – I mean, conference schedules only, Dick, it's going to kill a bunch of schedules for everybody because – I'd say every t- Conference USA team has at least one of those uh, teams on their schedule. Oh, uh, yeah, more than likely. Somebody's got three of them, best I remember, USA right? Would, Conference USA has, uh, would have uh, nine teams, I think I'm right, so everybody would play an eight-game schedule if that, if that happened. Uh, I understand there's, there's a move afoot to uh, have kind of a clearinghouse for <laughs> – College football teams looking for games, yeah, and if, if some of those open spots might might be filled at the last minute, or you know, given a reasonable amount of time. Well, there's aren't there a couple of factors involved in that? First of all, getting it put together, but second, the cost involved. Unless you know you can get a crowd to, to get there, the cost of getting to some places may be prohibitive, and True. The, the the cost of hosting the game may be prohibitive. True for schools that are right now strapped for cash because middle's not going to get hard hit nearly as hard as they would in most seasons. Last year, for example, missing, missing out on that 1.7 million check to Michigan would have hurt a whole lot more than the home and home Duke check, which is going to be very small because it is a home and home series and Virginia Tech's a home and home series. So I don't think we're talking about large paychecks any place in this, in this schedule this year. Yeah. But on the, uh, on the player side, uh, I just saw on uh, social media today that uh, Jim Steele, who's a college football writer, uh, has named his all-conference USA teams, and Reed Blankenship, uh, not surprisingly, was named to the first team mm-hmm. all-conference on his selections. A couple of offensive linemen, Robert Jones and Will Gilchrist, were named second and third team. Uh, Asher O'Hara quarterback Jimmy Marshall the wide receiver and DQ Thomas defensive end were named to the fourth team so we got some some of our athletes uh, getting a little notoriety there before the season kind of interesting to see how it will work itself out but again because there's been so little spring practice news there was none here uh, and, and so much conversation about the COVID situation you just don't see much football talked or written about it unless you dig it out so no, I just don't know, but I do do know this. It's always nice to have a, an experienced quarterback in your camp. And last year we went into it with a, without an experienced quarterback. Asher O'Hara uh, played very well most of the year. Uh, very unusual that uh, we had a quarterback who rushed for over 1,000 yards. He's the leading rusher on the team, right, Dick? Yes, and I've just received information from uh, from my prompter. This breaking uh, news? Breaking news that, yes, it was West Counts who was the quarterback when Kendall Newsom Caught all those passes. Kendall was Kendall's and Wes's career. I don't know that they mirrored, you know, freshman through senior year. But I thought I was pretty sure that they both. You were right on top of it, Mister. Had some uh, had some time together and, and all that. Uh, so anyway, good to hear that I'm right once in a while. <laughs> uh, any any predictions or any just real thoughts about where you see Middle Tennessee football this year when no, they play? None. It's hard to know, <laughs> I, isn't it? I have no, I have no idea. Well, so much of it is not only how many of our players will play, because Dick, even though that they can play, some will opt not to play someplace, and we don't know what the rest of the conference teams will do as well. I mean, if everybody has their full plethora of players, other than injuries and so forth, okay, that's one thing. But right now, you just don't know if every team's going to be stocked if, the way they would have normally. If the worst happens, and we don't play football, 
would these guys get an extra year just like the baseball players did? Well, that decision has not been made for sure yet. Uh, Some talk about playing in the spring. Has oh, been, yeah. Has I mean, been there, brought up. yeah. People ask me, is this possible to do whatever? And at this point in time, I'm saying anything is possible. Yeah. Anything is possible. Well, I just hope to get to play a bunch of games, and, I hope, and I'd like to be able to go to them, but we just don't know how that's going to work itself out. Exactly. All right, we've got another break to take, and then we'll come back and uh, we'll have about 10 minutes to wrap things up on All Sports Talk. If you're an Android user, we have an app for that, too. You can listen to us anywhere, on air and on demand. We're News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. It's pretty busy right now. 231 right over Interstate 24. A lot of that traffic's headed out towards uh, Shelbyville. Traffic's just typical. I hear sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. It's crowded, this, of course, this time of day on 840 coming back over from Williamson County. Hey, for that perfect getaway just outside Gatlinburg, check out Cosby Creek Cabins. Log on to their website, CosbyCreekCabins.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. We do it your way at Pizza. Murfreesboro's favorite pizza is open for dine-in with social distancing and special precautions. Of course, you can still order online, call in for pickup, and have Sir Pizza delivered to your door. You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. This portion of All Sports Talk brought to you by First Bank. Dick, we talk about the pandemic doing things with sports. It does it with businesses as well. I mean, it's oftentimes difficult to get some things done, but First Bank will work everything out for you if you have any needs at all. And, uh, They'll take care of your business, and if you just give them that shot, banks across the state of Tennessee, most of them from middle and west Tennessee, I think. Right. But uh, certainly one right here in Murfreesboro. I was just down there this afternoon, uh, and the, their lobby is open, by the way, the, on the, the main uh, bank here on the Memorial. Their lobby is open and drive through, and you can do a lot of electronic banking. You know, you can put checks in the bank. I'll, I haven't learned how to do all this. I've... I like to go inside yeah, the, the bank and get my yeah, we, get my business done. You're, you're like me, Dick. We're old school and those, those kinds of things. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the women's basketball, men's basketball a little bit if we can. But certainly women's schedule came out yesterday. Dick, it is – Coach Ansel's always been aggressive with his schedule, but this may be his most aggressive foray he's got. It's a, it's a daunting schedule to be sure. It is, and uh, actually uh, they didn't release the – the whole schedule, just okay. the non, non Well, maybe that's why it's so games. daunting. Yeah, but uh, we've got we've got some good teams coming in here. Louisville, yes, a national power, a top five program right now. Right. I'd say comes in. Uh, I think that's Thanksgiving week. Vanderbilt out of the SEC, Belmont, a very tough well, opponent. Well, they've dominated the OVC. What the last out five the or six years? OVC, right? And then Tulane, four games back to back. From Thanksgiving before Thanksgiving until the first week of December, so that's that's great. Then we go to Kentucky. Before that, uh, we go to Virginia Commonwealth, uh, and then on down we go to TCU, which is a top twenty-five team last year. They played here. We beat them here last year, and uh, we'll repay that game out at uh, Fort Worth. Later Prospects on. of Middle Tennessee's women's basketball this year appears to be, from my standpoint, as good as it's been in a long time. If all the players show up, all the players get in shape and whatever, I mean, you know, uh, they've got some players coming back. They lost a good player, of course, on a transfer, but picked up a grad transfer from from where? 
Oh, you caught me. You caught me thinking about something else here. Looking at the. I want to say Ole Miss, but that wasn't the case because the last grad transfer came from Ole Miss. We'll, we'll come to it in a minute. Yeah. But anyway, that that said, the leading scorer for was it Ole Miss? May, may, yes, may, may still be because I, I know we had a really good one that came in from Ole Miss a couple of years ago. Yeah, that well, was, I believe it's the same uh, school. That was a Queen Hayes. Yeah, you're thinking yeah, about. yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think this one's from Ole Miss as well. Deja Cage is her name, and uh, she is uh, she's a wing player. I think I think she'll fit right in with the rest of the group. Uh, Rella Booth should be fit and ready to play this year. We hope. Dick, I'm telling you, I was so excited about Rella Booth. I never saw her before. The season, and when she first came out on the floor, the first time I saw her, disappointed because she was such a large girl. It's obvious that she was just too, too big to play at the level she needed to. But boy, when she got on the floor, you could see the skill level was there. If she gets trimmed down at all, she 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 can be quite a player. Yeah, and of course Anastasia Hayes and uh, her sister Aislinn are are back, uh, and Anastasia's got uh, two years. And Aislinn's got three left to play. Rashika White, who we were counting on last year to play. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, we have been teased for the last few years that we're going to have more size, more yeah. size. And, and for whatever one reason or another, one gets hurt, one drops off the team, one whatever, whatever. It just has not transpired the way we hoped it would. She's a 6'4", who can score, and she's a tremendous shot blocker, great defensive player. She's, uh, she's going to be here. Uh, Courtney Whitson, who started every game last, last year as a freshman out of Kingsport, is, uh, is back. And we've got a young lady from uh, the Russian player who played high school ball in Florida, uh, 6'4". Does she have a good Russian name or is it one you can pronounce? I think I can handle that one. Kozlova. Oh, okay. Well, you, you, Florida International keeps you kind of... <laughs> up to date on that, right? They, they've had several international players for sure. And we've got a young lady from Spain coming in, uh, La Torre. She's a 6'3 kid. The the Russian kid is 6'4. And, uh, of course, Rashika's 6'4. Got a 6'3 uh, freshman coming in from Canada, uh, Jada Granham. And she is not out of the country yet, I understand. She's got, she's got to go through Canadian rules to... Uh, to get down here, but I think the, I think she'll be here. To say Middle Tennessee was undersized last year would be an understatement, wouldn't you say? Yeah, we were that, a little... That said, the leading rebounder in the conference was on Middle Tennessee's team, even though she didn't really stretch much beyond six feet, if, if that. That's true. So, uh, anyway, on, and, and I think our, our ladies are going to start working out uh, next week, uh, the, the limited workouts that the NCAA allows in the summertime and our – our men, uh, boy, they've got a roster that's just packed full. Fifteen players on this roster, and it's going to be. Aren't there three uh, though that, that are not eligible to play, having to sit out or waiting on, ho- hoping they can get get these players eligible? That, but I think there's three that they have to make some. Yeah, that may noise be the case, about. but uh, I think Coach McDevitt and his staff have uh, have got a lot to choose from there. So. Well, they need to, Dick. I mean, this is year three, and I think a lot of folks have said, you know, three years is what you need to do, maybe four. But, uh, Dick, I, by all standards, last year was a disappointing record for the men's basketball team after they finished strong in Nick's first year. The last ten games of the season really made some great strides and won more games than I ever dreamed that they would. Right. And then last year I was expecting, you know, I, people ask me, what did I think? I said, well, I think they'll go 500. Well, they didn't come anywhere close to 500. Yep. And so I think some folks are really looking around and saying, we, we really need to see something happen this year. And I, and I agree yeah. with that. And I know he agrees with that, too. And I, I anticipate that to be the case. I think, uh, I think we're going to be much better. So what's, what else is going on in your world? You, the old pro is uh, not coaching Little League Baseball and – well, actually, I've kind of gotten back on the field. A oh, little is that bit. right? Yeah. Tell me about that. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a uh, a consultant <laughs> <laughs> to one of the teams out there in the in the uh, older league, like all the 13 to 16 year old division, and uh, started late, of course, but I'm going to wind up a 12 game schedule tomorrow night, and then uh, have a conference uh, tournament after that. And I've enjoyed every minute of it. I I told somebody it's the greatest gig I've ever had. 
because I, I don't have to do anything. I'd show up. So, I don't have so to who play. are you consulting exactly? I, the coach or the players I, or all of the above? Both. I don't, uh, I don't have to carry any equipment. I don't have to carry a clipboard. I don't have to keep a scorebook. I do coach a little first base sometimes, but that's that's about it. Do you help with umpiring some? Uh, if they need help, uh, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm always ready to do that. But no, I I have thoroughly enjoyed that. It's it's been the highlight of my summer. I I don't know what I would have done without it. For those who may not know, Dick probably had as long of little league baseball coaching career as anybody. In our area, for sure. One Anybody of the, that I know of. <laughs> how long, Dick? 50-something years. That's a long time. It is. Didn't get paid a nickel for it. No, no. I'm, but I got a lot. I got a lot. I got a lot more than pay. Well, you know what's interesting, Dick? Uh, in our school system, just like school systems across the country, certainly in Tennessee, non-faculty people are allowed to coach the high school and middle school teams. Last year, we had over 300 registered non-faculty coaches in, in our system. I was one of them. And, uh, yes, you were, at Rocky Fork Middle School Correct. girls basketball, best Correct. I remember. That's exactly right. Uh, and this year already, for this coming seasons, and we're just not even in school yet, we have 149 already registered this year. So it talks that says a lot about how many people are interested in helping out, doing coaching, certainly not for the money. By the way, speaking of money, and we'll stop at this one. I, I meant to bring this up earlier. You saw maybe you saw that Derrick Henry signed his contract today. The Titans and, and Derrick Henry were, got together on a contract today. Did they? They did. Four did. years, four years and fifty million dollars. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Yes, that's news. It, uh, it Breaking had, news. It, it had to be done by four <laughs> o'clock Eastern time, and they they did get it done. And uh, it's kind of hard to imagine that we think about fifty million dollars as being maybe almost small money, especially based on what. Uh, this guy signed in football with uh, the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. What did he get? Uh, $450 million for 10 years, I believe it was. I don't remember that, but uh, <laughs> anything with, with anything with seven figures catches my attention. <laughs> I've always wondered what I'd do with the 51st million, right? That's right. 50 should take care of it. <laughs> well, we're told to wrap it up. We got into money talk, and that's not me or you, Dick. Remember Chip and his uh, show with the – 2020 Hall of Fame inductees. Should be coming, fun. Should be fun. Next. Coming right after, right after this on All Sports Talk is on GNS. Uh, Monty, we hope, will be back tomorrow. Be sure to listen in. Stay tuned for all the news from Middle Tennessee. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.